You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, my goal is to kind of pull back the curtain and separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the uh, hot wife lifestyle, cuckold lifestyle, also the, uh, the interracial lifestyle, just to kind of keep things a little spicy. And sometimes I do like to deviate that from a little bit to kind of talk about things that are kind of connected to the lifestyle in some sort of way. And that's kind of what I have for you today um, and the guests that I have. I want to introduce you all to Carrie. Carrie, why don't you say hello to my my listeners? Hello, everyone. And thank you so much for taking time out to, you know, to jump on and, and, and talk with me. Um, I was actually introduced to you uh, by a, a mutual friend that we have. He's been on the show. And, you know, he told me that, that uh, you were a fascinating woman and that I should talk to you. And so I did. And sure enough, he was, you know, he was, he was spot on. I, I, I think that your story can be a benefit to a particular segment of women that are out there, women in general, but in particular, a, a, a certain segment of women. So just to kind of get started, you're not married or anything, right? You're in this as, a, as a single woman. That's and, right. And why don't you just let my listeners know, uh, how old you are? Um, I'm 67 years old. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs> so, yes. and it's much better than the alternative. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And just to let my listeners know, um, I learned about you at Splash. Um, so we both were attending the same Splash, even though I don't think we talked until a little after. Um, but being that you were at Splash, that kind of denotes that, you know, you have an interest in, 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 in black men. So where I'd kind of like to start with you is when did this journey for you begin? Like, how did you learn about the whole ethical non-monogamy kind of, you know, this kind of play going on? How did it first enter your, your radar? Well, I guess it first entered my radar um, a few years ago, quite a few years ago now, about 10 years ago. Um, I did a little bit with my last husband, my third husband. I did a little um, swapping with couples between just two couples Mm -hmm. uh, getting together. Um, It wasn't very fun. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, There were a lot of things about it that I didn't love. And I never pursued it at that point in time. Okay. But I did learn a little something about it that was up in the Midwest, but I didn't control the website. I didn't do any of that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really pursue it after we got divorced. So just for the benefit of, of, of my listeners, when you say that there were things about it that you didn't like or enjoy, can you kind of shed some light on that? Uh, well, he controlled pretty much everything, and he was much older than me. He was about 10 years older than me. And um, so the people that we got together with were probably not my cup of tea. Most likely back then, I didn't know much about the whole lifestyle at that point um, because he controlled the website. He controlled the, the narrative. He controlled who we met with and that kind of thing. And it only occurred a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was one point in time where I had some fun with a younger couple and that was fun. But the couple that we met with was, um, a guy and his wife and he was not into it at all. She was into it. Um, and she wanted it. And I could tell that the two of them were headed for divorce. No question about that. But, um, they had small children, but he was not into it at all. And so, What was um, in my scenario, you know, in my world, he, you know, him, he had most of the time I spent with him was time spent talking about why 
he didn't like it and why she did and how that really hurt his feelings. <laughs> mm. So it was, um, they were fun people and young people, fun people, very nice, you know, sweet people. Um, but I think that, um, I think that kind of colored my world about it a little bit and also kind of the choices of people, you know, back then I didn't really know much about the whole lifestyle at all. I knew nothing really. And so, um, and not having had a choice in anything, um, you know, it was just not, uh, it was just not my, my thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, a few years after that, when I had been single for a while, in my life, I've always been a very sexual individual. Um, and between marriages and even before my first marriage, I was a very sexual person. And back then, you know, I'm 67. So back then, it really wasn't um, a good thing for women to be highly sexual. Right. That was never seen as a good thing. And so none of my husbands really appreciated that on any level. So I had a lot of criticism for that by my husbands. Like, but they always and, try to get you to like tone it down and, yes, you know, always making you feel mm -hmm. bad about being yes. sexual. Right. Yes, exactly. Criticism, a lot of criticism. And um, so when I became single myself and didn't get remarried again, um, you know, I went through a period of time, not in the lifestyle at all, but the, the period of time where I would um, had several boyfriends at a time mm -hmm. and um, none of them knew about the other one. But, you know, for me, it was uh, the, the number was about seven and I felt like I had enough sex, like that was good for me was seven different guys. And, you know, I realized that, you know, I, I was very highly sexual and I had been repressing it for a really long period of time. So when the opportunity um, <clears throat> presented itself for me to get into the lifestyle or at least go to some lifestyle events, I, I did start to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, it started really about three years ago um, with a bliss cruise. And a guy I was dating at the time, he was in the lifestyle. He talked about it. We didn't really do anything with events or anything like that in the lifestyle, but he wanted to know if I would go on a bliss cruise with him. And of course I said, yeah, sure. Of course. I had never been on a cruise anywhere. And um, I didn't really think I would like cruising because I'm kind of a high energy person. And I really feel felt like a, a cruise would not give me enough opportunity to expend energy. It would seem like it was a sedentary type activity or captive. Mm -hmm. Like those were things that really bothered me. And so I never went on a cruise. I was never interested in cruising. However, I decided that in this particular scenario, I decided that, um, and I often talked about that, that I would go on a cruise sometime if I was either on a fitness cruise or a sex cruise, mm -hmm. so <laughs> one you find, of the two. Yeah, so you, you found you found you, you found one of them, right? So when Ken said, "Let's go on a cruise," I said, "Okay," because it was a sex cruise. So I thought that just sounds fabulous. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so from my perspective, I. I had a wonderful time on that cruise. I think I dare say he did not have as good a time as I did um, because I think his expectations were that I would, um, I think his expectations were that I would only want to play with him because I wasn't really in the lifestyle. Right. And he had, he had gone on a few other cruises with women who, who weren't lifestyle people. And so, but he didn't communicate that to me, unfortunately, ahead of time. And so I, um, and being the person that I am, I usually throw myself into everything that I do 100%. And so that's what happened is that I 
you know, my first experience getting on board the cruise was meeting a group of people who were going to go and participate in the playrooms with an orgy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't really get naked by the pool until you're about 30 minutes out of port. Right. And so um, you, you know, they wanted to go and just get, hop right into it. So I said, let's go. <laughs> So that was my first real introduction to the lifestyle. And that was about three years ago in 19, 20, um, 2019. Okay. So how did your, your traveling partner, like, was he able to adjust to the way that you were or did he just sulk the whole trip? Like, how did that turn out? He did a fair amount of sulking, um, you know, and we broke up soon after that cruise was over with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I've stayed in touch with a lot of the people that I met there. He has not stayed in touch with them. So yes, I, I've been in touch with them. Some of my, you know, now some of my best friends are people that I met on that cruise. And, um, so I, I had a really good time on the cruise and I learned a lot, which was really fun for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after the cruise was over, I stayed in touch with especially one particular couple. He's a doctor. I'm a nurse. I've been in healthcare for a long time. He's been in healthcare for a long time. He's a little older than I am. Um, But he and his wife have been married, I think now close to 50 years. And um, they started in the lifestyle, I want to say, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago now, mm-hmm. you know, for as long as I've known him now and longer, much longer. Cause I think when I first met him, they were in the lifestyle seven or eight years. So it, you know, they, and they, um, where they live, they, you know, really have a lot of lifestyle friends in that area. So, and we'll keep that anonymous, but you know, it's, um, is interesting. I, they had invited me to come to their house and to stay with them for a period of time. And they didn't really put any limitations to that. And so I ended up going that year um, over the holidays. I I spent Christmas with my kids and then I went um, to where they live and stayed with them over New Year's, which was really fun, (laughs) amazingly fun. It was, I stayed there nine days and we had seven house parties in those nine days. <laughs> seven house parties so, in nine days? Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. Good. That's, that's, that's a lot of parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a blast. I mean, we really had a blast. And it was mostly all couples except one guy who was uh, a single guy at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned, again, I learned so much. I had such a good time. I learned, you know, all, all kinds of things. I mean, I learned the power of, you know, uh, THC and sex for women. I learned all about, you know, BDSM. Mm-hmm. I learned all about multiple men together. I, I mean, I learned so much stuff. It was just amazing. It was really amazing. And uh, definitions of certain terminologies and different, all kinds of different things like that. So it was, uh, it was an amazing time and we had a blast together. We all had a blast together. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, Yes. You and I, you know, in, in, in preparation for this, we've had some conversations and Mm -hmm. one that we had recently is, you know, I often talk about, you know, the, the, the history of, you know, women being uh, suppressed sexually. And yeah. I brought up, uh, you know, Blanche on the Golden Girls. Yes, you did. And, and, and how, you know, when you, when, you, when you look at it, she should have been a heroine, a hero. In the sense that, yeah. you know, here was a mm-hmm. woman who, you know, she 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 had her great love. You know, she had been married and, and did everything and had her family and, mm-hmm. and he passed and, you know, mm-hmm. and she was going to go out there and, 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 and live her life. And I can remember at that time, you know, up to that point in my head when I thought grandmother, you know, there was this particular mm-hmm. 
image in my head. You know, rollers in the hair, cotton top, you know, glasses, house coat, you know, uh, like putting the word sexual and grandmother in the same sentence just wasn't what you did back then. You just didn't see it. And I can remember watching that show as a teenager and saying to myself, like, oh, shit, she's like, 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 I like her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like feeling things that I'd never felt for a grandmotherly type uh, person before. And you had relayed a, you know, a story to me, if you don't mind me bringing it up, how yeah. you've kind of experienced your own kind of uh, personal you know, with your relationships as far as struggles, as far as how you should be acting versus how you are. Would you mind sharing that with my listeners? Uh, absolutely. Yes. I, I definitely, there's definitely um, a difference in how I think that um, people close to me would like me to behave and how I do behave. There's a certain, you know, sort of a difference there. I think that, um, you know, they would much prefer that I behave more like a typical grandmother um, and be more of a typical person of my age, I guess. Um, You know, I wear a little more sexy clothes. You know, I've You know, there's just been a lot of things and they're at an age now um, kind of more coming into more of a middle age where, you know, they have kids and their kids are getting older and uh, they're not old. They're they're definitely younger kids, but um, they're, you know, one is in middle school now and, you know, going to go into high school eventually in another couple of years. So, you know, it's like, the, it, it, you know, time goes by. <laughs> That's We can't stop that. So time mm-hmm. goes by very quickly. And so I think that um, in that situation, they're a married couple and, you know, um, his parents were very different from, you know, kind of my situation. And not that different is not bad. Um, it's not bad at all. But I've just always been very different. And um, and that even then, uh, when they were young, I think that I've been very different. And so um, now as I've gotten older, um, I have decided a while ago to stop repressing my own sexuality and to just enjoy my sexuality. Mm-hmm in the way that I wish to do that. I've always had about everything. I've always had a very open mind and I've always been very adventurous and that totally includes sex as well. And so I um, do a lot of activities that um, I'm quite sure that they, they might be appalled at or have not even known what it was. (laughs) And I have a friend, a close friend. I had two friends actually, but one died. But I have a close friend who, you know, is a, also a healthcare professional who is, um, you know, has heard a little bit about what I do, and I've shared that information with her. And at first, it was a, a vicarious thing that she liked, but now it's become more. She doesn't want to hear about it. She wants to close off her mind to it. Really. She, yeah, she doesn't want to really not be friends with me, but she wants to close her mind to the things that I do. <laughs> so, interesting. you know, so she just wants it's to very kind of interesting. Bury her head yes. in the sand, so to speak. Yes. And that's totally it right there. And she's five years younger than me, which is, I find just amazing. And so, but she has really provincial attitudes towards sex and, has really sworn off men now forever. And, you know, it's, and she told me one time, clearly straight out, she said, what you should be doing is you should get another job in healthcare and you should be every, every time you're not working at any point in time when you're not working, you should be with your grandchildren. And that's what you should be doing. (laughs) She told me those words straight out. 
And I said, well, you know, that's just not the way I live. Mm-hmm. I, I can't live like that. That's just not a thing for me. I enjoy every single moment of time that I have with my grandkids, every minute. And I've enjoyed every minute that I have with my kids. But I I cannot be, you know, 100% geared in that direction only. I, I just, I can't do that. Right. You it's know, like, I need like something for me. <laughs> right. Well, you know, in some ways, yes. And for me, it works for her. Although now it's not working so great, mm-hmm. but it works for her and has worked for her, but it doesn't, I know that that's not going to work for me. I need more facets to my life. And so, you know, as I was exiting the healthcare world, you know, I have started doing some things that are more fun for me and and with an ability to make money and that kind of thing. You know, we all I believe along the continuum of life, we continue to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. When we stop growing, I mean, we're done. And so I continue to learn and grow and, you know, and look at different. And we, you know, all of our experiences, good and bad in the past, make us into the person that we become as we continue to become. Right. And as we go through that life cycle. And so from my perspective, it's another phase of my life that I am uh, have embarked on that I'm having a really good time with. I'm learning a lot. I'm able to share things about myself that are strengths of mine, like that I can make people feel better, that I'm very empathetic with people, you know, because I've been in the healthcare field for a long time. I know a lot about the human body. I know a lot about sexuality and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me in a really good position to be able to help people. And that's something that's always been very important to me. That's people like me go into healthcare because we want to help people. You know, we usually have that kind of a, you know, sometimes it's a codependency, but you know, Sometimes it's just the ability to and the wish to help people. So, no, that's that's it's that's, interesting. No, it's it's definitely very, uh, you know, uh, admirable. Um, one of the things that comes to mind and that I was thinking about when you and I were talking, I've often in- encountered couples who, you know, they're in that, you know, late fifties, early sixties range, and you know, over the years they'll 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 make comments you know, um, like to the effect of, uh, you know, we're going to do, we've only got a few years left to do this, basically thinking that they're going to age out, you know, of the lifestyle. And I would always tell them like, like you can do this as long as you want to do it. You know, I've seen people, you know, well into their seventies, you know, uh, you know, attending functions and and continuing to, you know, to enjoy the lifestyle. Cause what I always say is like, it's not like the guys are not, aging as well you know so there's a group of guys who are still in this who are you know they're aging right along with you and not only that but I think that there's always going to be this segment of you know of guys who are maybe a generation or two behind you who let's be honest they've they've kind of got that fetish you know of being with you know with an older woman so what I would like you to kind of do is those women out there who think that, oh, well, we're too old to do this or I'm too old to do this. No guys are going to find me, you know, desirable or I can't compete with these younger, you know, women. What what would you say to to those women who are doubting the fact that, you know, they could exist in this space because of their age? Well, from my perspective, I am extremely happy to be this age at this time in history, because mm-hmm. I, what I have seen is that um, younger men prefer older women in uh, 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 like, I would say it is over 50%. Um, I would say it might be even a higher percentage than that. Um, I do believe that there's, especially in the lifestyle, I think that Younger men who are, and most of them are a little more mature, but they really like and really appreciate older women. 
And um, so I feel very blessed and lucky that that is the case because um, there really aren't any people that are my age that could keep up with me sexually. <laughs> so, I, you know, and, and I'm not, I was monogamous in three marriages for 30 years. So um, I believe today, it's just my feeling that monogamy um, is just, it's, it's just not, you know, it just doesn't make sense for everybody. Um, maybe it makes sense for some, which is great, but I think people should be able to do what they want to do and should have the freedom to be able to do that. Right. And so from my perspective, the monogamy piece doesn't make sense to me anymore because I like variety. I am very much more sexual than your average guy. And so I, and I like multiple men. I like a, a variety of different scenarios and um, so for me, it's just not a thing. I do feel, however, that there are women in situations where, you know, the way women, you know, were made and hormonally what happens is that as they go through the menopause years um, and then they're all the way through menopause, their estrogen levels drop. And as the estrogen levels drop, and many women have been in long-term relationships at that point, which have gotten maybe a little stale, um, you know, their libido drops. However, we live in a time today where there are lots of things that we can do about that when our libido drops, mm -hmm. lots of things. Um, we don't necessarily have to gain weight. We don't necessarily have to do all the things that you typically would think of in postmenopausal women. And so like, we can, you know, we can avail ourselves of gyms, we can work out, we can take care of ourselves, we can, you know, look good at this age, we have plastic surgery, we have all kinds of things that we can avail ourselves of, as well as we have situations where we can use pellets that are injectable every four, three or four months. We can utilize bioidentical hormone replacement that doesn't have to be as dangerous as regular hormone replacement. There are all kinds of things for all kinds of situations and all kinds of different women who like certain, who like whatever they like. And there's all kinds of gradations of them. Um, there are injectable types of medications that can be done on males and females um, into their genitalia that will help them to be much more sexually active much later in life and longer life. So, you know, as we look at this, there are options available for women who have trouble with libido or trouble with a vaginal dryness or, you know, hot flashes or a lot of the things and the kinds of different kinds of things that happen to women during the menopausal years and after. So, you know, from that perspective, we could, there are things that we can do um, that can extend our sexual lives um, if we want to do that. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was very interested in maintaining my sexuality well into my old age. Um, so, and some women are not, and that's okay. <clears throat> but as women today, um, we can certainly avail ourselves of whatever we need to go through those menopausal years. And then we're in a situation that's so super fabulous because we don't have to worry about getting pregnant. We don't have to worry about too many things. I mean, obviously, we still worry about STDs and things like that. Right. But really, um, you don't really have to worry about too many things as you get older. You really can enjoy life and be able to enjoy your sexuality um, as much as you want to or as little as you want to this day and age. And so I would say to any woman of any age, you know, keep going mm -hmm. because it's great exercise. It's great. We, we know from a variety of cardiovascular specialists that people who have sex live longer. People who have more sex live even longer. People who um, experience orgasm live longer. We know that the chemicals that are excreted by our bodies during that experience 
help us to live a longer life. So there's nothing negative about it. It's all positive mm-hmm. to move forward. I think that the, the, unfortunately, the only negative is yeah. the societal limitations that are, that are placed on That's women. Right. That's right. the the barriers and and this brings me to yep. another uh, conversation that we were having in that difference in perception you know like you said that you know there mm-hmm. are people in your life who feel like you should be more grandmotherly and and and, and everything mm-hmm. like that but yet if it's an older man you know and he's got the salt pepper hair <laughs> and you know dresses mm-hmm. well and keeps in shape and everything like that he's distinguished you yeah. know and he's kind of uh, you know, put out there as an example, you know, as far as, hey, this is this is what men should strive for. This is what you should, this should be your right. goal. This should be, you know, what you aspire to be like. But unfortunately, oftentimes when it's a woman who's doing it, you're okay. kind of held up as a, this is what you don't want to be. She's, she's, she's doing it wrong. She should mm-hmm. be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like she said, you know, spending all of her free time with her grandkids and, you know, she, she should, mm-hmm. you know, all of those thoughts of anything sexual should be laid to rest. And, you know, she shouldn't right. be thinking about that. And just all of this other, for lack of a better word, bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there's that a big stigma. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons, right. excuse me, while I was really interested in, in, in having you on, is to kind of highlight that and to show these women out there that you you can do this as long as you want to do it. That's right. You know, well, and like to your point, men have trophy wives, successful men have trophy wives or sugar babies or whatever you want to say. And, but women, that is not women. That's, that is looked down on. Mm-hmm. If women do the same, if women have younger men, are married to younger men or have partners that are younger men, that is still in this day and age still is not seen in a very positive light. Yeah. And that's, um, that, and like you said, you mm-hmm. know, you, you know, your, your drive is so high that, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's who you gravitate towards because they can keep up with you, you know, that's right. Uh, that's right. You know, if, mm-hmm. as far as your, your peers are concerned, you know, you, you know, they can't keep up. No, <laughs> you know, so, I cannot. So you, so, no. you, so you, you, you seek out what you like, you know, and you know, it would be nice to be in a time where you didn't even have to offer that explanation. You know, it could, where it could that's be as right. simple as that's what I like exactly. and, and, and have that be the end of it, as opposed to all of these other kind of caveats that are, that are kind of placed there that you have to kind of explain when as men we we're not put under that under that 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 same kind of scrutiny no um, one of the things that you said earlier and i'm i'm curious to get the way that it contrasts is you, when you started you said you were doing it as a couple and you know it it wasn't very enjoyable to you and everything so how would you <laughs> contrast that to approaching all of this from a single woman's perspective well, like, what are you getting I'm having out of a whole now? lot more fun now. Right, right. <laughs> like, what are you getting out of it now that you weren't getting before? And not not just the well, sexual stuff, like like everything involved. Yeah, I, um, well, you know, typically, like, like regular, like typical, um, I don't have the limitations that couples have. Couples have a limitation. They, they're inherently, they have a limitation because they are a couple. So the woman doesn't have complete say over what she or he does. You know, they decide that as a couple. And I know many, many couples in the lifestyle, many. And they are, you know, they all have varying degrees of rules and this and that and things that they deal with. Like my friends, you know, that I talked to you about that I met on the cruise ship, they are people that they said to me, well, you know, we used to have rules when we first started, but now we have no rules because there's no, um, you know, there's no reason for any rules. We're perfectly comfortable with each other. 
and comfortable in the lifestyle and all of that. And so they didn't have any rules past that. So, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. They're unique, I have fe- I feel, because most all of the other couples that I've met do have rules. And the fact is, and it's a it's a clear fact, is sex is intimate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question. Even if it's just for fun, it's still intimate. And so I think that as humans and in, in the, each individual human, as well as in couples, um, they have to navigate those waters for themselves. You know, there's a, there's a lot of navigation that needs to be done. And if you're a couple, that navigation gets a little more complex. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the whole thing. It's more complex. Whereas me, myself, I'm not, I'm not very complex myself. I can do whatever I want. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there are people, even in the lifestyle, and I'll tell you this, and I'll repeat this over and over. There are people in the lifestyle that will judge me and do judge me. There is no question about that. They and, do. And what ways do you feel like people are judging you? And they're also judging other people too. And I, I, at some point I want to get back to that. It's Mm -hmm. really interesting. And it just was really in my face today. It's very interesting in the lifestyle because the lifestyle is supposed to be non-judgmental. Right. Exactly. But there are people who judge me and there are people, there are men who, um, feel like they can't live without me and, but they want to, they want to do that outside of the lifestyle. So they feel strongly about me in a very emotional way, as well as a sexual way. Mm -hmm. And they want to take me out of the lifestyle. They don't want me to be part of the lifestyle. Even though they met you in the lifestyle. That's right. And they were in the lifestyle too. And most often they're in the lifestyle much longer than I have been in. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating. Um, And I've talked with men about this, other men, single men about this. And they say, well, that's how men are. Men want to have um, fun with women and they want to have women that are fun sexually. But then if they want to get close to a woman and have a relationship with a woman that's on an emotional level as well as on a sexual level, they want that, they want that woman to be theirs. And there's a, some of a possessiveness about that. And this is something that you've encountered personally. I have over and over one time, but over and over. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective and what I've learned, not that this is, you know, the, everybody's experience. It's my experience only, but um, there are various gradations of women who and couples who have various biases and various, um, you know, places where they would draw the line. So they're not entirely unbiased and they're not entirely like free to, uh, you know, and on non-judgmental because there's certain places where they're going to start judging. And I find that to be very fascinating, very fascinating in a world where non-judgmental is really the key here. That makes me think of something. And I'm I'm actually going to tie this to a another TV show. But one of the things that I always found interesting, and I've talked about this before, where in the in the history of television, you know, there are, are two characters that stand out. You know, you have the the promiscuous female character, and you have the promiscuous male character. Uh, my earliest memories of it, you know, being a child of the '70s is, uh, you know, there was Flo on Alice. There was Laverne, yeah. you know, from, yeah. you know, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> and, you know, then you fast forward and, you know, there was, like I spoke, like we spoke about earlier, you know, there was, uh, you know, Blanche and and all through the, the history. And the one that stands out, like the one that I felt like 
should have been the culmination of like finally we've made it was um Kim Cattrall's character on Sex oh, and the City. Oh, Sex and the City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like here was a woman that was very um, promiscuous. Yeah, she was, you know, very successful in her mm-hmm. career. But the thing that mm-hmm. I felt like they did an injustice to her was they always make it seem like the women can't enjoy sex just for sex sake. In other words, they're right. secretly longing for a relationship. Yes. You know, marriage, like, children. Right. Like, like yes. that, that's what they really want. You know, yeah. like if they could find that right guy, then everything would be complete and they would stop doing the, 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 the other stuff instead of just mm-hmm. having it be somebody that's like, no, I, I don't want that. You know, and so mm-hmm. I, I bring that up to say this. When you have these encounters and these experiences and these, you know, these men fall and, and, and they want to be in a relationship, do you find that there's almost like an expectation? Like, wait, you, I thought you would want a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you ever get any mm-hmm. kind of reaction like that? Like, they're surprised that you don't want a relationship. Like, hey, I'm offering yeah. you a relationship. Like, you're, you know, you're an older woman. You should be jumping at this chance. Yes, there is that. Yes. And the ability to to have to fall in love with somebody before you even met them. I've had that happen, too, Mm. which is really odd to me. (laughs) It's hard for me to really imagine that, you know. But anyway, I I have seen a lot of different things um, inside the lifestyle. And yes. I have seen that scenario too. Um, there's a guy in my life right now that wants to support me and live with me and let me do whatever I want. And as long as I am with them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just, it, it's very interesting. Um, and I, I appreciate that, but we don't hardly even know each other. We've only met once. Mm-hmm. So how is that like, you know, like, I, I, I just guess I, I have a hard time with that, you know, because a relationship, you know, takes time to really have a relationship takes time and takes, you know, some getting to know you and understanding the other person and being able to live together. I mean, there's so many facets, to all of that, um, that it just seems to me and sex is part of that, but a part of that, there's all kinds of other things that go along with it. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It just, it is kind of interesting. And I have had relationships where um, they feel like they want to be together with me. And if I don't, then that's a giant problem. You know, it's a giant problem. If they, cause they want to be a couple with me. They want a couple up with me. Right. I had a guy actually put a couple's profile together after I had told him no. Oh. And he did it. He did it anyway. Hmm. And yeah, yeah. So I'm like that. That's what I. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So it's it's really interesting. Um, and I don't, you know, the times that I have participated as a couple with a guy um, have not been that much fun. It's not nearly as much fun as I have by myself. And and do you so, find that that's because they they tend to be like try to like limit possessive. you or hold you back? Oh, yeah, right. Possessive. Oh yeah controlling, possessive. Yes. I'd use a lot of different words. Yes. Yes. No, and it's, it's, and it's so, something that I've seen. Um, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I've, 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 I've witnessed it, uh, you know, uh, you know, firsthand. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, I enjoy about this lifestyle is, is, you know, seeing women reach those heights. And, and one of the uh, common pieces of, of advice that I try to, to give women is, you know, especially women that have embraced their sexuality and they're actually pursuing it is don't ever water yourself down for a guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, in other words, you're, exactly. you're, you're, you're a straight shot of whiskey. If he can't handle that straight <laughs> shot of whiskey, then he doesn't need to be drinking that whiskey. But don't, don't you know, that's a fabulous analogy. Yeah. I love that analogy. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you. But it's like, so you know, true. But I, I, I see women doing that sometimes. And, 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 and it's not just sexually. Like I see women doing it uh, when it comes to their intelligence, you know, like you'll see women that will kind of, 
I don't necessarily want to say dumb themselves down a little bit, but they'll, you know, try not to be as sharp because the guy that they are with maybe is unable to deal with that. And I'm like, if you have to water yourself down, if you have to dilute yourself, that's, that's not the person that you need to be with. No. You know. Hey, I have an, uh, an experience from a long time ago when before dating apps, if you can imagine this, <laughs> when we used to go to bars, we used to go to pickup bars in order to meet men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and it was very interesting. And one experience that I had when I realized, because at the time I, I was a nurse executive and I had started my own company. And so I had a big business that was, I owned it and I ran the business and grew the business. And I eventually sold it um, to one of the large insurance companies. And so it was so interesting because when I would meet men in a bar or wherever I met them, they would say, what do you do? And I would say, I own a company and this is what we do. And this is what the company does. And you know, you would see their eyes glazing over and they would just slowly back away. <laughs> and you'd be like, damn. And, you know, all the years I worked, I felt like people would write in my evaluations that I'm intimidating sometimes. And so I tried to dial down my personality. I always were trying to, was trying to dial down my personality and not be intimidating and not mm. be, you know, whatever I was. And so I would dial it back. And I finally realized it hit me finally after a few tries that it hit me that, you know, if you keep telling them that you have your own business, you are never going to be dating anybody. So I started telling them that I was a nurse. Everybody knows what a nurse does. Mm -hmm. And I let them think wrongly, but I let them think like I'm a nurse in the hospital. And I did that because I felt like there's no other way that I'm even going to get a guy to, you know, go out with me long enough to see just even who I was. So you were watering yourself down. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Do you, do you, do you wish you hadn't done that? In some ways I do. In other ways, no. Um, you know, there are other things, I guess, about myself that I wish weren't the case. The first, I guess there's a long list. <laughs> so I would prioritize the list a little differently. But, you know, we all are a product of, you know, how we are raised and all of this stuff. So we all have to deal with whatever we have to deal with. And it's all good. And if we come out of it at a place like where I'm at today, which is such a good place, I don't dial down anything anymore. And I feel like if you don't like me or you can't take me, then okay, it's okay that you don't. Yeah. One of the things that I've often heard uh, said on a a, a sports uh, program that I like to watch is a phrase that I've become quite fond of is that that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Exactly. You know, like that's, that, that's something that you need to work on yourself. I'm not going to allow your problem to affect me, you know, and um, something else that I, I, I wanted to, to, to ask you about was when you're navigating this space and not just in, in lifestyle scenarios, but just even, even in, in, in vanilla scenarios and you observe women who have kind of shut down that, that part of themselves what is what does that make you feel when you when you see them when you you know it's like man she's she, she's just giving up you know um mm-hmm. what what does that feel like excuse me for you to 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 be around that kind of energy um i'm okay with that i mean everybody has to live their life the way they want to mm-hmm. and there are a lot of women who um for a variety of reasons um, and many different reasons, um, don't want to, um, take part in sex. So sex is one piece of it. A second piece of it is a relationship. And sometimes they're tied together. Sometimes they're not. 
I know women who like to be sexual, but they only want to be sexual on a very basic and very, very surface level. They won't be getting involved with anybody because they've been hurt too many times and they have shut down that part of their their life. They don't wish to be hurt anymore. So they will not engage in another relationship. Similar to the reason my friend won't engage in a sexual relationship anymore. She's too afraid of STDs. She's afraid of all kinds of different things. Um, and I think it's tied in a little bit with the relationship issue. But, you know, so uh, for some women, they can separate that. For other women, they can't. But there's sometimes women have been, um, you know, damaged and hurt. And, you know, I would say to those women that what whatever it feels like to do you, mm -hmm. what you should do. Because I can, for myself, life right now, I feel so much freedom and so I feel so much you know burden lifted off my shoulders that I don't have to be different for anybody I can just be me at this stage of my life and I feel very lucky that I have found that and that I have come to the you know come to a place where I can let go of a lot of different things and I can be alone I'm happy to be alone I'm happy to be with myself what, um, I, I didn't used to be able to do that. To, to so piggyback I, on, on what you just said, not to interrupt you, and I'll let you get back to that, but nope. just because I feel like that's a very important point you just made. There's a big difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, and I, I think that it would help people to understand the difference between the two. Um, you know, you can have your your own lane that you're in, but still have people in your life, you, you know? So I just want, you know, people to understand and to ask themselves that question, you know. But you also, you can have people in your life. You can have relationships. You can have all kinds of things mm -hmm. and be a whole person unto yourself and be happy with yourself. Absolutely. Um, but you can also be by yourself and not be able to tolerate that. That was the old me. I was not able to tolerate that when I was younger. So what I do you had think to changed? have a relationship all the time. What changed? For I you? learned to like myself. I shut off the little voice in my head that told me I was unlovable and that I was not good enough. And I learned to like myself. And I learned to like who I was, learned to see value in who I was and am. And I learned that I can have as much or as little as I want to have. Mm -hmm. I'm capable of doing whatever I want to do. I feel that way today, and I will continue to feel that way. I'm, I'm glad that you, that you said that. One of the things that I find myself, I mean, obviously, a, a large bulk of my involvement in this lifestyle is, is dealing with, with couples. And... One of the things that I've, I find myself uh, saying to husbands a lot kind of piggybacks on what you just said in that whenever I meet a, a, a woman in this lifestyle, there's like this immediate heightened respect because I understand and I'm aware of just what they had to go through to get to the point where they can just say without any hesitation, I like to fuck. Yeah. You know, like there's so much that goes into getting to that point mm -hmm. because, you know, as men, we've never had to apologize for liking sex for the sake of just liking sex. Right. We're, we're encouraged. To it was it. expected. Yeah, we're encouraged right. to do it. We're, you know, so your whole, you know, so your oats, that whole thing. Like we're, we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, you know, we get pats on the back and, and everything. And, you know, mm -hmm. women are not afforded that same luxury. So whenever I meet a woman in this lifestyle, like I immediately get that and I understand that and I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. And I try to like these husbands that are they're they're trying to get their wives, whether it's into hot wifing or cuckolding or, or what have you. And I just tell them that, you know, it, it number one, it's not going to happen overnight. And to understand mm -hmm. 
all the hurdles that she is trying to get over, all the bullshit that society has kind of pushed into her brain since she was a little girl, you know, yeah. up up until this point. And sometimes they can't relate to that because it's so foreign to what we've experienced mm-hmm. as men, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I do try to give them that little bit of insight and to help them understand that, you know, it might take her a while. Not that she's never going to get there, but understand that she's she's trying to wade through a lot of shit, <laughs> you know, right. to, you know, to, to, to get to that point. So I'm, I'm really glad that you spoke on what you spoke on because I, I think that like, it's important for men to hear what women go through so that they can yeah. better understand where their wives are coming from and maybe be able to empathize a, a little bit more you know, there was a, a, a couple that I was, uh, uh, you know, that I was talking to and, you know, he had made comments to me and, and he felt like, like she was kind of dragging her feet, so to speak, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and he was like, you know, it's not that hard. All she has to do is go out and meet somebody and make it happen. And I, I would try to explain mm-hmm. to him like, Mm-mm. no, it's not that easy. Mm-mm. You know, like, you, yeah. you, know, you know, you have to be patient and encouraging yeah. and supportive and, and, yeah. you know, celebrating every baby step in the right direction, you know, yeah. and, instead of well, making her women, feel like it's not enough. Right. Women have uh, so many things that are barriers. Women have body image issues. Um, women have all kinds of things that, you know, that, that stop them from uh, really out or living out their sexuality it's really sad in some cases and many cases women never get over that you know they don't experience what i've experienced in my life in terms of being able to be me um a lot of women live their whole lives very repressed and don't experience that unfortunately but that does happen no, and it's 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 very um, un- unfortunate, and like yeah. I, I said in the beginning, Bad. Blanche was not celebrated the way I felt like she deserved to be celebrated. I want to make sure that you and women who are kind of following in your same path do get celebrated because it's a it's a yeah. it's a beautiful thing, you know. And I want more women to feel encouraged to you know, pursue that and not feel like they have to, you know, you know, water themselves down. And like you, you've gone your route, which is the the route, you know, of a single woman. And that's fantastic. But there's also another load of crap that women have been sold, which is, you know, uh, men will, you know, men will fuck a woman who's very sexual, but they won't marry a woman who's very sexual. And what I've learned and what I've seen and what I want to let women know is, no, there are a lot of men out there who who want a woman like that. You know, you just have Mm -hmm. to learn to recognize the signs when you're dealing with somebody who is built like that, who is wired like that. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, so you know, I, I, I definitely, cause like I said, I always try to be, be mindful of the time and we're, we're bumping our heads up against that hour. I told you it was going to go fast, okay. <laughs> yes. you know, but I, I want to celebrate you. You know, I, I want women to listen to you speak and feel like if they want it, cause that's the key thing that you said, if you want it, you know, cause that's we right. can't make anybody want it, but just to let them know that if you want it, it's, it's, you know, it's there for you. It's it's there for the taking, and and hopefully, you know, as things move forward and 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 people start thinking about this more and more, that those women who who do enjoy sex, who consider themselves to be sexual beings, will embrace that and will say, you know what, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to give it up. I don't want to give it up. And I don't want to deal with anyone who's going to try to put me in a box. Right. That's right. You know. And we should be able to do that. I mean, we live in the 21st century. 
So come on, we should want to do that. We should be able to do that. Women have made a lot of um, gains in the world. And, and just, you know, not to be political, but we've just gone back 50 years. Yeah. But, you know, we should want to move forward and be who we are. And regardless of who other people think we should be. No, it's, it's, it's the, the fight is definitely not over far from it. No, no, you know, but it's, well, for sure that you are exactly right about that, because I even just as a last comment, I even get today, today, I hear from men that I meet or talk to in the lifestyle. And they ask me, how many men do you think you've done? And I'm like, I am never putting a number on it ever. Well, because they can't, they, most of them probably can't even handle it. can't take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly correct. Yeah. You know, it, you it, know. It, for, for the most part, if, 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 if a guy is asking that question, you know, any <laughs> number, you, yeah, any, any number you give is going to be too high. You yeah, know, now don't get me wrong. There are some guys that, that, you know, they would love for that number to be as high as possible. I'm, I'm one of them, right. <laughs> you know, like I tell them like, don't, don't be shy. Like shoot, I, I if it's triple digits, but it's triple digits. I still get that question. Oh, I'm, I'm sure and you do. I'm sure you do. For all the years that I've been in healthcare, you know, I'm a sex worker now. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And that's what I do to make money. That's what I do. I work in adult entertainment as well. I enjoy all of it. I enjoy every minute of it. Mm. I can, I can, you know, see 12 men a day and then go and have a whole night full of sex. And I don't skip a beat. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Seven days a week, I could do that. Mm -hmm. No problem. Now, most women are not that sexual, especially at my age, especially at my age. They are not that sexual, but there's gradations. I might be at the at one end, but there's gradations of sexuality as well. And so what's good for me doesn't always have to be good for everybody, but you have to find what that is and what that looks like. So I, so I, I know that's that we the were, important thing. I know that we were talking before and you told me that you were getting things set up for your OnlyFans. Do you have that yet? Like, do you have something that I can let people know, like how to find you or that's not ready yet? That is not set up yet. Okay. Well, but I do that? have a Twitter account. And how would people and find you And it will be Twitter? linked into Twitter. Twitter is at Crimson Gilf or at Crimson Gilf 69. Uh, any hyphens or underscores or anything or all? Nope. So, All the same, C capitalized, G capitalized, and then 69. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Can you spell it, the whole thing, so people can find you? Yes. At capital C-R-I-M-S-O-N, capital G-I-L-F, 69. Okay, so you have crimson, but without the I. Crimson is actually spelled with an O. But yes. Well, no, I mean, yes. the, I mean the I, the I, mean, I mean the I in the beginning. Oh, it is C R I M O N Gilf. Did I say something different? I'm sorry if I said something different. That's okay. I'll, I'll I'll write it down and make sure that I include it in in the in the notes so that so that people are 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 able to find you because. Oh, thank you. You know, I I I I, I applaud what you are doing. I, I think it's awesome uh, what you are doing. I think that you can be um, an, an inspiration uh, for those who maybe want to do it, but they don't think that they can do it. Um, you know, there's something for everybody out there, you know, and sure I'm a firm believer in, in leaning into your strengths, you know, focusing on what you do bring to the table as to, as opposed to what you don't bring to the table. Um, right. You know, and I'm I'm a big fan of 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 of, of what you do, you know. And um, I, again, I want to. Well, thank, thank I you totally for, appreciate that, Michael. <laughs> I really do. No, the pleasure is all mine. You know, and I I want to thank you for, you know, for taking time out to come on here and and kind of share your story with my listeners and and everything. And like I said, I was excited to have you on, and and you you, you definitely did not disappoint. <laughs> 
<laughs> so well, thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will be at the Atlanta Splash as well. Well, I was, so I, I, I'm pretty excited about that too. Well, I'm sure I'll be seeing you there. I'm sure I'll be seeing you there. So b- uh, before I depart, I always want to give a, a, a shout out to my Patreon supporters uh, because without them, I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't, you know, be able to make this happen. Um, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you all uh, for believing in me, for, you know, allowing me to have this platform and, and bring you these wonderful and fascinating stories. So thank you for that. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, as I always say, maybe this will be the uh, the episode that would make you say, you know what, we like what that Michael C. guy is doing. We want to support him so that he can continue, you know, shining a positive light, you know, on, on the lifestyle and the people who inhabit it. And also yeah. what I want to let people know of is uh, uh, our new website, which is compersionclub.com, which is a new type of, a different type of, of swinger site, meaning it's geared it's a site that's geared specifically towards women and couples that are specifically seeking out single men. Um, it's new. We're in the beta phase right now. Um, we need people on there just to help us test it out and help us make it better. So, you know, sign up, create your profile and let us have it, you know, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, you know, tell us what works, tell us what doesn't work. You know, uh, this is a, a, a lifestyle site for the community that was created by people who are in the community. Um, so, you know, we are trying to make it something that's special for us and, and fits our particular needs. Uh, so that's compersionclub.com, C-O-M-P-E-R-S-I-O-N-C-L-U-B.com. I will also post that link for people to find it. So come and give us a look. Like I said, sign up, test it out. Give us your feedback because your feedback is going to help us make it better. Um, So with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. I want to thank you, Carrie, again for coming on and sharing your story. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.